ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Back for part two. Drizzy Drake in the building, Locked On Seminoles host. And, of course, we got to give you that basketball talk. We're going to talk men's and women's hoop games to watch, some conference play to start for the women. But more importantly, the men are gearing up for a good Saturday slate of games. Want you to be locked and loaded for that. Today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. All right, Drizzy Drake, thanks for coming back part two. Basketball, so far, so so good. Drizzy Drake, how you feeling about the hoop so far? I'm so sad, man. <laughs> I was talking so much coming into the year about basketball. <laughs> and now, I mean, I will say, I think now the tables are turned. I think our basketball team is sort of, you know, not before my expectation. Now football's starting to catch up, so maybe that's what mm. it is. But okay, no los dos. Why can't I have both, man? Because <laughs> do we, you, yeah. Ugh. Do you feel no, like ahead. it's a sense of because the new blood energy? You just thought it would keep rolling. You did you have too much confidence in Leonard Hamilton? Like what we got going on? No, I think I think we all have the right confidence in Leonard Hamilton. Coach oh, yeah. Hamilton, I love Coach Hamilton. That's the man. Yeah. He's the man. No, I think it's more the being realistic now, being serious. It's more that. We do have the new blood energy, but we don't have a player that, you know, is like a top 10 player. I mean, we had Scotty Barnes last year, the yeah. year before we had Patrick Williams, and we had a strong, stable core of players that have been playing together for so long. Mm-hmm. And this year, I always forget, this team is extremely young with a Matthew Cleveland, with a Jalen Warley. And then we have Caleb Mills, who was our starting point guard. We haven't had a true point guard in two years. And the fact that we're still playing with him and gelling with him, it's that's the issue. Although I will say one thing that does, you know, give me concern is our shooting is absolutely dreadful. I feel like I'm watching Dion Waiters where, you know, hey, I'll take 39 shots. I won't, I won't stop. If, if I'm two for 39, it just shows I didn't stop shooting. Nah, man, just please stop shooting. Because <laughs> if you saw it with Syracuse, we were four of 30 from yeah. three. Yeah. Listen, I think at the end of the day, as long as you progress a little bit better, it doesn't, none of this matters. We just got to focus on the tournament. I think that I honestly think that's where the state of the conference is. Mm-hmm. Like nobody cares for real. It's Duke and everybody else. Who can take down Duke? That's where I feel like we're all at. Yeah, I can agree with that because if you look actually at ESPN stats, three of the top five scorers, they're all from Duke. And yeah. right now, like, I th- I mean, I'm kind of miserable. Oh, you know, it's just Duke's, you know, last year's like a farewell tour. Nah, this is like a monster tour. This is like when you, you when Daft Punk had their last tour, U2 was going around and everything, like where everyone was showing out and coming up. And it's to me, like, they're just a monster. And with Wendell Moore and Paolo Banchero, like that to me is a team that, you're right, it is Duke versus everybody else. Now, it's early in the year. So I, I tell people, you know, not to panic. I kind of wait till like, you know, January-ish, like end of January, early February to be like, okay, we'll know who this team really is. Now, you mess around and blink, it's January. <laughs> yeah, because I'm about to say we're two, three weeks out from the new year. So, but we'll, like, we'll see, but I'm not using the panic button, but I think mm-hmm. the 
cautionary concern, I think is the right way to describe <laughs> my feelings and the feelings of my coach Dave over there at Lockdown Seminole. So yeah, no doubt. Well, Wednesday we saw Miami take home take on Lipscomb and they were easily victory. Virginia Tech finally got things together as they've been having a bit of a slump right now, but they beat Cornell. We are recording at the time where Bethune Cookman plays NC State, but I feel like it'll be a good one for the Wolfpack as well as Colgate playing Pittsburgh. And I will say it's Pittsburgh, but you never know that team either. That's Isn't one of those teams. Colgate's kind of decent though. They're four and five. They're four and five. You know, it's and also two have, and six. They have super seniors from COVID, with the COVID extra year too. That's an old senior squad team. So in Pittsburgh is not good. That's why I said it ain't a gimme. Exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna root for, root for the but it ain't a gimme. Pitt's just like I had this conversation with. Uh, J.J. Jackson just about Coach Capel and the fact that, you know, man, what if you had just stuck around and been an assistant a little bit longer at Duke? Would you have been in contention for the head coaching job? I wonder. Or were you so hell-bent on being a head coach that you were like, I got to get my shine now. And now look at you. You look crazy. Yeah, you say you – because you do hear a lot about that where I think the best example of that where, you know, you're kind of being groomed as the heir apparent to take over that – and I think there's no better example than Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels was the is the OC for the New England Patriots, but he was also that. And then he bolted for the Broncos job, where he you know had Tim Tebow for a year and a half. Then John Lynch fired him, and he kind of came crawling back to Bill Belichick. So it's kind of like <laughs> it worked out from the end. But sometimes you kind of have to swallow your pride a little bit. And, and did he look at the Colts? Was he was he in the running for the Colts job too, or that made? Yeah, yeah, yeah like he was running for the Colts job too. But like if we're being completely honest, like Josh, you had Tom Brady with Randy Moss. You really, really think you're that sweet? Come on, man. Like, you got, like, I understand you. Know, no, he needed to humble himself. This is a complete aside, but whatever. He needed to humble oh, yeah. himself. I okay. Do you think he's there? Is he the heir apparent? Is he after Belichick? Is he next in line? 100%. It ha- I think it should be him. It's going to be Belichick's uh, Mohawk bro- uh, son. Son? Uh, nah, that, dude, that, dude's, uh, that, dude's an interesting, that dude's an interesting character. That'd be hilarious if that was the case. Oh, my God. I'm freaking weak. No, I think if anybody has the ha- like the hair of the NFL, it definitely would go to him. That is a complete aside of what we're talking about here. We're talking about the fact that, again, Capel probably had the opportunity if he had stuck around a little bit longer. Now he's got egg on his face, and he's trying to figure out how to really – put this team in some sort of order but i'm curious to see if it doesn't work out and he has to go would you ever see yourself going back to a program that you left be an assistant again because we know shire is definitely going to be the next head coach i wouldn't i mean i I mean listen like why would uh, oh no drake what listen listen like well (laughs) he left right to be head coach there's nothing wrong with going back and being like sometimes you know you got to go back we see all the time right on college football where we see you know Mm. former head coaches you know you go being analysts. I mean, Will Muschamp was fired from South Carolina. I mean, granted, he does get that sweet, sweet buyout money. But then you go be an analyst with Kirby Smart. You learn a little bit more. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I'm just saying I'm not going to be there for 10 to 15 years waiting for my next shot. But I don't, I, I, I don't, I guess, I won't put pride in the way of me, you know, trying to better myself and learning from my mistakes. That's kind of where I'm coming from with that. Yeah. Oh, we love to see a humble man now. I, I appreciate that. Friday, we also have Louisville playing DePaul. Another big win, but DePaul sitting at 7-1, and one, Louisville sitting at 6-2. and two. Again, we had talked about Chris Mack on our Part 1 show, and I feel like he's doing a lot for that squad. That big Louisville-NC State game still comes to mind and how they were able to come back and beat the Wolfpack, despite the fact that all the energy was swinging towards Pack's way. And I think that speaks to like who Mack is, who this team is trying to be. There's someone that, I mean, we don't talk about often, but he's definitely still made them a very much a contender in this conference. 
I completely agree. And one of the things that I know I gave them a little bit of, you know, trash talking line last week episode, but sneakily, if you look at advanced metrics, they're the 35th best team in the country. I use Bartorvik whenever I do all sort of my sort of gambling props and everything else with basketball. So but with that to me, is like really interesting. But one thing that I will say that they need to turn um, to fix a little bit is their turnovers. Mm-hmm. Did you know that they lead the entire conference in turnover rate? Wouldn't surprise me. But I mean, honestly, in the beginning of the season, who doesn't get a turnover every now and again? Well, that's fair, but you, I mean, you're right though. I mean, that but they it's terrible. Have, no, it is terrible. I mean, they have. Is Carolina to, second? Is Carolina second? I think Carolina's third. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you're top three out of fourteen. Oh no, I, I don't know, but and all, oh, no. I, listen, I was like, yep, yeah, they had to be. They can't be too far behind. Trust me. Nah, but in all seriousness, seriousness though, I think that Chris Mack is probably one of the better coaches probably in our conference in our entire league. So I think it's very nice to see how tough this Louisville team is because as much, you know, as I say that, you know, we beat them all the time, they always give me a nightmare and a scare every damn time we play them. So, you know, they always play to the final whistle. So to me with Louisville, they might finish, you know, up near the top. And I wouldn't be surprised if they make a decentest run over tournament time, even though I did say earlier, don't start panicking. Don't, you know, overselling teams early. I kind of like this making this Louisville team. Well, there we go. Let's look at our best bets in our weekend games and our slates. I want to hear kind of your thought process when it comes to betting for basketball because we know we're in a new gear now we've been talking about football bets all season but i would love to know how you get down jersey drake when it comes to that so let's talk for a minute though about kicking things up a notch for the big game the grand stage the super bowl super bowl 56 at sofi stadium is less than 100 days away and on location is the official hospitality partner of the nfl is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package to the big game. Select your exact dates, select your exact seats, and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with college stars, turn NFL legends, and more than you can truly ask for. Accommodations at a five-star LA hotel and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit on location exp.com slash SB56 for more information. This is it, the putt to win it. <laughs> if you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software can lead to piss poor decisions. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Over 20,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Drizzy Drake in the building, Locked On Seminoles host part two episode of this long week. Tyler Aki is on vacation. We will see him next week to talk more college hoops. Let's gear ourselves up for some betting going to weekend. Syracuse is taking on Georgetown. All right. And I just want to know before we get into the rest of them, how you bet on teams when it comes to basketball? Because it is it different than football? Are you more, are there certain things you look at that you wouldn't necessarily for the other sport? For me, it is very, very different because I never know, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I never know what a team really, really is till January. So it's actually a lot more difficult for me to kind of gauge what a team is until that time. And then with football, you can kind of know what team's going to be going into the year team from what they had last year. Hmm. And also you kind of see with basketball, a team can be drastically different too because they lose one player. Like the, to me, because they have the one done issue yeah. with with football, you kind of have like okay, they're going to be not as good, but it won't be such as steep of a drop off unless you know you have a Joe Burrow leaving LSU, and then I know we're just dropping an egg to Mississippi State. So for me personally, I look a lot more 
I know people, you know, hate, you know, advanced metrics, but I think for basketball, especially with, you know, tempo adjustments like that, I think it helps out immensely with that. And also just for me, it's just watching the games. And because that's something I need to, I need to watch how the team plays, how fast they are. And also like how teams are hot, because I think that's one, that's one sport where similar to baseball, if someone's like on a really, really hot streak where it comes to shooting, comes to playing, I will ride that team until they just, they're just done. I also think it's interesting, though, how a team can come off a really long night. So if they have four overtimes, I'm like, yeah, they're probably not putting up a lot tonight, right? If you look at even NBA scores, they're always high-flying, and they're like, we're in their third overtime. Yeah, they're probably going to play like crap in this next bad boy, right? (laughs) Because the turnaround for for basketball is a lot quicker than, say, a football game because they might be playing those triple quadruple overtime I, I forgot i think it was the um it was the lakers game i forget they lost the kings where they had quadruple mm-hmm. overtime and then the next game they lost by like 60 points like to me that's like the perfect example of oh yeah they're tired they're gassed they, they got no energy for this game right now so just chalk it up yeah no doubt and i agree in terms of like basketball just trust issues because you never know what you're going to get especially with college kids on any given night probably had a long exam in december and he couldn't focus and now he's having to play some big games so this december route is just some easy good wins that they can pick up so let's talk syracuse georgetown syracuse coming in uh five and four they're bouncing back off of a recent loss and now they're trying to find their way be on Fox on Saturday at 12, and then you have Drake and Clemson. So those first two, the holiday hoop giving, hoops giving. Okay, here it is. <laughs> the holiday hoops giving. That's what that's what we got over here. We got some other hoops givings going on. But, you know, I think Clemson is one of those, we'll see what it comes to in a conference play. But Syracuse, I had some real confidence after that Indiana win, and now I'm sitting here like, damn, that Villanova one got me a little bit. Okay. <laughs> this team definitely can have some dumps going into the season. No, I can agree with that too. And watching them against FSU, I was like, this team we shouldn't be losing to. Mm-hmm. As I said, we were we, like FSU was four of thirty from three. Syracuse was nine of thirty. Yeah. To me, that's but like typically you want you know to shoot for at least forty percent from three point range. And the fact that our defense was very good, but their our offense was nothing, to me just shows that when we were a very young team, but also with Syracuse that they don't have I think the manpower to kind of close out games and kind of be dominant from start to finish. Yeah. which is just kind of like they held us off. But that's not going to happen every single year, especially uh, every single game going through the rest of the year, especially when teams kind of, you know, find their identity and mold together. So, I mean, Georgetown, it's not a gimme. I think they're going to win this game by maybe five points. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know the line as of right now. Give me one second. <laughs> Holiday hoops giving, playing with your daddy. That's so, I just, an aside while he's finding this, I can never imagine playing for my oh, yeah. dad, like in a collegiate game. Never. I love my I don't, even have, oh, dad. I don't even have it, though. So right <laughs> now. I don't have one. I'm like, uh, you don't have one? We can talk no, about I, No, no. I was talking about the other one, too. But no, actually, they don't have the, we they don't can have the talk line. about this offline. <laughs> uh, no, but I, they don't have the line out for Syracuse right now on bellline.ag. Okay. But I think that they maybe win this game by four points. So if mm-hmm. you can get, you know, minus four and below, maybe minus four and a half, I would take Syracuse against Georgetown. No doubt. Boston College plays St. Louis in. Kentucky will play Notre Dame. Good game. LSU will play Georgia Tech. Boston College has sneakily been a good team. As much as people have hated on Boston College and how awful they were last year because they were damn near JV, pretty sure because of COVID they had to bring some JV people up. Coach Grant has done some good things with the squad. The fact that they're even above 500, everybody everybody ain't able. Everybody can't say that. I feel like they're having fun. 
I mean, listen, I mean, when the goal is to protect the nut, I mean, trust me, you're going to bust believe that team is going to be oh out there and about. God. That is the funniest thing. But when you get a fan base like that behind your team, especially when, you know, when you kind of like, you know, you don't have the sort of big, dire fan base actually with your basketball program, that kind of brings out a lot out of you. And it is interesting because they have been, I mean, they're six and three. They're one and own conference play so far. They started off the year well. It's better than I can say for my team right now. And if, quite frankly, like they're playing good basketball so i mean why not you absolutely know, absolutely and like i told aj black why couldn't you say protect the chest that's all i want to know it just doesn't hit as hard no it doesn't protect the nice one <laughs> hilarious and two that'd be a great t-shirt <laughs> and it goes with chestnut hill i mean come on protect the chest and we would do this the entire time yeah just burr yeah okay yeah i, yeah, I, I don't need... <laughs> <laughs> for those of us watching on youtube it's quite the visual okay kentucky and notre dame notre dame's having an interesting year right now three and four on the season and of course coach Bray is a staple in this conference but definitely you know they have a couple good stars and they're trying to figure things out but this is going to be a good first big test for them as they roll through this season i think it's gonna be a good close game if yeah. we're being honest. i think with kentucky i mean i think they're they'll find, find a little bit i mean they started off with the loss of duke and everything else but you know still kentucky with you know coach calipari and everything else and with me with notre dame i want to see them you know kind of respond from that Boston College loss. And I think this is definitely something that they kind of, you know, find themselves in a bounce back. And I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if they win this game outright. I think Lazuski is one of those guys where he always gave Carolina trouble for me watching him last season. But you're right. I think he has to get hot. He has to be consistent. He has to be that leader that Coach Bray needs him to be and definitely have that energy to bounce back and kind of get yourself on the right track to having a much better season. Georgia Tech playing LSU. Georgia Tech coming off a loss against UNC. They were figuring themselves out. And, of course, it was a great game until it wasn't for Georgia Tech, right? Of course, you never want to lose at home. And now you're trying to figure out how to be an 8-0 LSU squad. And I think it's going to be a good test for them as well, Coach Passner and company. Yeah, I think uh, Michael DeVoe actually leads the entire conference in scoring. I think that's actually was something I was like, that was a name I did not think of, you know, coming into the year that we would be talking about as, you know, a leading conference scorer. Problem yeah. is with Passner, I don't think he's able to, because last year that team kind of felt just not Cinderella-esque, but kind of magical, right? Oh, and yeah. it was kind of built off, you know, the, the prime. I mean, to me, he's kind of the mini Fred Van Fleet. Um, what's his name? Jose Alvarado. Yeah, to me, that he he reminded me a lot of that kind of tenacity, the kind of the the angry way he played. And like, I don't I don't really feel that GT kind of has that coming in. I mean, and they played LSU, who is a very sneaky good team. So if we're being, I mean, I mean the top thirteen, it's not sneaky, but like to me, that like, that's a borderline top ten, maybe top five type of team right there. So to me, I wouldn't be surprised if LSU kind of beats them by twelve to fifteen points. Take a shot every time we say sneaky on this show. SC's Upstate plays Wake Forest, a Wake Forest team. Coach Forbes, man, I tell you, he is just a ball of good energy. I'm rooting for the guy. I'm rooting for the squad. I feel good about this, and I feel like if they could keep rolling, maybe a couple more wins on the book, they have to start squeaking in the top 30, the top maybe 25. Why not? I mean, yeah, I mean, they're 8-1. I mean, granted, their schedule has been, I mean, what's their best win so It's a little bit cooked, but they're used to that in Wake Forest. <laughs> Hey, hey, I mean, I guess it's something from the football program. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I mean, but they do have, I mean, their next big test isn't until Boston College. And sure. I, I mean, if you want to call it a big test. But sure. for me, I mean, they've been, their 8-1 and start off really, really hot, which is good. I'm not going to say sneaky because I just got exposed by my co-host over here. But they've definitely been playing sound and fundamental basketball where they're not making themselves, they're not making a lot of mistakes. And that's something that right now, early in the year, you kind of like, you want to be able to, you know, kind of hold on to that and make sure you don't, that doesn't bleed over into the new year up into, into January. So 
I think your coach has done a great job, you know, starting off very, very strong. Last year, I think that youth was not on their side. They were figuring things out. And you talk about those mistakes. They've minimized those. And now they have so a little a year under their belt figuring things out. They don't have extreme COVID because we're not going to say COVID is done. They don't have extreme COVID in their way. And so hopefully they can get things right. Then you got Elon playing UNC. Oh, man, Carolina, they're feeling good about themselves. I'm trying to feel good about them too, right? I think the Georgia Tech win was great. The Michigan win was great. I'm trying to just keep the positivity rolling. No, it's good, and you're going to build off the you know Michigan win with the play you know playing against the mighty Elon and mighty Furman, and then you got UCLA actually after that with you know Johnny Juzang, and I forgot what the other kid's name. The uh, oh, team, uh, I terrible. would know it if you didn't say that. Mm, ah, it's gonna it's gonna bug me, but yeah, I mean that's gonna be a big test in the coming few weeks. But I do think you guys have Caleb. Oh, not Caleb. Sorry. No, not Caleb. I'm trying to remember his name too, folks. This is a great, great podcasting, by the way. Great, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> as you as you can tell, we've been doing this for over an hour. But no, I mean, like you guys have, you know, found something we know Caleb Love and Armando Bacot and RJ Davis who playing, you know, very, very well. And to me, that's something that, I mean, beating Michigan is no joke. I mean, Michigan is a very well-coached team. They're a very great team. So as long as you're able to build off of that and beat up, you know, teams like you're supposed to with Elon and Furman heading into UCLA, I definitely think see, see exciting things coming your guys' way. Are you thinking about Jamie Jaquez? Yes. Campbell. Okay, Jaime Jaquez. Jaime. 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 Hakez. Hakez. Is that really how you pronounce it? I mean, that's literally what I heard on, you know, on the TV when I'm watching, you know, the, <laughs> the tournament last year. Also, as a Latino, you know, that's kind of how I would pronounce it. So hopefully. Jaime, Jaime. 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 We are definitely on hour 50, okay? Jaime Akez. Ya tu sabes. Okay. All right, people. The holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. All right? Make sure you get this built bar, delicious and healthy. You the best of both worlds, truly. Double chocolate cookies and cream, so many flavors. Built bar gives you that extra fuel. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor. Tell Santa to throw a few built bars in your stocking. Dip your built bar into piping hot cup of cocoa or sit by that fire and just really reminisce on a great 2021 like some of the marshmallow we treats around the holidays well then we've got something good for you built bar puffs they are light fluffy and they're marshmallow we threw and through different flavors all again covered in chocolate go to built.com use promo code lock 15 and get 15 percent off your order Wrapping up the show here with Drizzy Drake. Thank you for spending the part two with me, getting all of this out here. And let's go to Thanks Sunday on. real quick before we have to wrap up the show. Of course, my notes are not in front of me because that's just the way we roll here. Sunday, we've got Miami and Fordham, South Carolina, Florida State, NC State playing number one Purdue. Don't sleep, okay, in the Basketball Hall of Fame Invitational. Virginia playing, Virginia Tech playing Dayton and Mammoth playing Pittsburgh. Best one, obviously, on Sunday would be NC State and Purdue. I'm not saying there's going to be – I'm going to say that there's no chance because there's always a chance why you play the game. But it will be great to see NC State – well, what I've seen so far this season is they've got heart. Like, you can't knock them for having heart, right? They're always trying to be in games. Can they, you know, make it something? Or is it going to be a complete blowout? As someone that watched <laughs> Purdue, absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to surprise you. I was proud of us for losing by only 25 points. Okay. Mainly, mainly okay. because that Purdue team, I know it's sad. That Purdue team is just built different. I think coming into the year, that was a maybe a Final Four team coming in. This year, they've kind of showed everything with Jaden Ivey and that kid, I think it's like seven foot thousand, maybe seven foot nine, Zach Eddy, <laughs> the big kid. Like he, 
who plays around. Like, I'm like, that's kind of, he's got some dirt to him the way he shoots and the way he actually moves around his body. So to me with Purdue, that's a complete team. And NC State, I mean, no disrespect to them. I mean, they might lose this game by maybe 14, 15 points because I think that Purdue team is really good. And, and it's not because NC State's a bad team. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's, no team in State. Yeah. I, I think what you said is actually like they will fight tooth and nail to the final buzzer and they will outwork you, which is yeah. a testament to how good the coaching staff is and how good those players are. That's it's just Purdue. True. Purdue is like the literal monsters playing the first half against the Toon Squad in that movie. That's <laughs> Coach literally what they are. Coach Keith's going to have to give them some moral victory ice cream for that one. All right, switching gears a bit, talking about the women. We know that Friday we have a little uh, ACC action. NC State will play Pittsburgh. We know that NC State is, is trying to be back on top, be in the top five of the conversation, currently sitting number two in the country. They're trying to be number one. Got to take down South Carolina, right? Got to stay in the mix with the Yukons of the world and the Louisvilles of the world. They certainly can do so. Syracuse will play Clemson. Boston College will play New Hampshire. Sunday we'll have Kentucky and Louisville. I think that'll be probably be the best game of the weekend for the women. NC State, again, will take on St. Mary's. Notre Dame gets Purdue FW. And UNC, quiet as the caps, is having a great season. We'll play UNC Asheville. And Furman will play Georgia Tech, another great team. So I think what people sleep on is how good or strong we have in the ACC, some really quality uh, programs. Oh, sorry, FSU playing Florida. So I think that's what um, people normally look over when it comes to our women's programs is how much depth we have in this bad boy. Not only the depth, I think you can also point out to some of the uh, the coaching staffs too. Uh, yeah. as well. I think last year, uh, for those of you that don't know, um, FSU's women's basketball coach is uh, Sue Semrau. And she actually took the year off uh, to take care of her mother with, uh, with cancer. And actually, mm-hmm. you know, she donated her entire salary for that year, deferred it, and actually gave it to the athletic department. She wow. came back this year. And actually, FSU, I think right now, I think we're in ninth in the Atlantic, so it's not a great start. But that's definitely a team to watch out for, you know, moving into the uh, tournament time because they're always sound. It's always like, you know, a seventh or eighth, you know, seeded team. And we're someone also like like N State, you know, before we discussed that they fight tooth and nail and aggressive and they will outwork you. So, and I will also tell you, this is a Florida, Florida State game there. That rivalry is a lot. It means a lot yeah. to people. And yeah. I, people say, you know, Miami's for the boosters. Florida, <laughs> that game against Florida, that, that game's personal. So. Yeah, no doubt. Again, number seven, Louisville will be taking on number 14, Kentucky. That'll be on Sunday. Make sure you circle that one on the calendar. It'll be the Jimmy V Women's Classic. We know how we all love Jimmy V and supporting that cause over here in the ACC. But the 8-0 North Carolina team taking on UNC Asheville. Another way to keep the cause of the Tar Heel women needing to be in the top 25. I'm not sure why we're still missing out on that, but that's all tea and shade towards people who vote. But, you know, here we are. All that to say, we've got a lot of good hoops coming up. I'm excited about January because I think, that, like you said, that's when the mix starts happening. That's when people start figuring out who they are. And that's when teams start having that, okay, we're progressing and we're digressing. We're just going to regress <laughs> and we're just going to try again next year. No, I know. And that's also basically when you get into the heat, the heart of conference play. Right now you're seeing, you know, example, we opened up with Penn and then we played the random, you know, classic with, you know, with Missouri and then Loyola Marymount and Boston University even though we had to squeak out going to OT against Boston <laughs> University, which I will not discuss any further than that. But you see, like, the identity of the team actually take shape in January because that's the final push to kind of, like, show yeah. the experts and show all the Ken Palm and everything, you know, the selection committee where how you want to go into tournament time. And that's yeah. also when teams starting to – they don't get too hot. They get hot enough, you know, to start, you know, go get ready for conference play, for conference tournament. And then once that's done, you get – March is right there in a blink of an eye. So it's going to be very fun to watch, you know, our teams grow each and every single day. 
No doubt. Jersey Drake, please remind these folks of where they can find you, follow your work. Uh, you can follow me at Tally underscore underscore Drake on Twitter. You can follow my co-host at Max Moody 17. Also on Twitter, you can follow the podcast, you know, on Apple, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast from. We're also on YouTube, so you can see my ugly face there each and every single day when we drop new content. We're actually doing a bowl pick'em episode actually coming for the next week where we pick all the bowl games based on, you know, what uniforms look good, which quarterback we like better, has a better name, and also which mascot, you know, is better. So as always, we're fans first, people second, and podcasters third, and thanks for having me. Jersey Drake, I want someone to love me the same way you love and support Max. Man, I'm telling you what, <laughs> you get Max a shot at any chance. You get now. I want someone to love me the way you love and support your homie, okay? Everyone hey, take hey, note. That's like, I that's mean, that's dog. Like, oof, yeah, that's about what? Nine to ten years of love right there? I mean, that's the frat life too. Trust me, man. I love the kid. Feel it. I feel it. Make sure you guys listen at Locked on ACC on Twitter where we drop all of our uploads for the video. You can subscribe on YouTube. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. You can always subscribe to the podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. Leave a review. Leave five stars because lately y'all been like a little bit shady. And that's okay. Ooh, I'm oh, need y'all to leave some stars. I mean, I need y'all to upgrade your stars. And that's all I'll right. We're going to talk about it. I'll find you too. I'm just kidding. Folks. I'm just kidding. I will hunt you. Down. No, I'm playing. Have a great weekend, guys. Until next time.